don't think it can happen to you. Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video, and now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right, welcome. Welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. This is season nine, show number two. Oh, yes, it is a year in review of 2022. Thanks for being with me right here on uh, DistractedDriversBusted.com. And if you're new to the show, let me give you just a little bit of information in regards to me. Uh, I was a victim of a distracted driver while I was riding my motorcycle back in 2010, 2011, somewhere within that time frame. I was riding my motorcycle. This lady swerved into me. She first tried to change into the lane I was traveling. I was like about a car length and a half behind her. She noticed me. She swerved back over to correct, to get back in her lane. She overcorrected, went into the slow lane, overcorrected that, crashed right into me, and I landed on the ground doing the... You know, the skid marks and all that, scraping up and everything, destroyed my bike and everything, hitting the road at 65 miles an hour. According to the California Highway Patrol, I am probably one of the few on a motorcycle that was a walking cigarette, where basically the traffic was stopped for more than 30 minutes to take care of me and my motorcycle as they rushed me off to the hospital. And I am thankful, and I'm thankful to God that I am here I am alive and I'm very present with you. A couple months after that, um, somebody said, hey, you ought to do a podcast show about distracted driving. I said, what the heck is a podcast? Now, everybody has a podcast. uh, So I've been doing it. And this is season nine, show number two. Thank you for being with us. And I appreciate all the listeners uh, that have been following me from like day one. Uh, I've had people from all over the world. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't write any of those things down, but pretty much everybody in the States have heard my podcast show um, at one point in time or another. California's big, Arizona's big, uh, New York, Florida, Wisconsin, uh, Montana, Texas. They're all big. Um, Maine, they're all big. Different countries, Japan. England, London. Um, I have finally got Australia in the mix, but I've been in uh, 
the Philippines. I have been in several different countries where my podcast has been picked up. And speaking of my podcast, um, you can uh, get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and now TuneIn. I discovered that around the Christmas break that I uh, my show was on TuneIn. Didn't even know that. Somebody kind of talked to me about TuneIn and everything, and so I looked at that because we were talking about something different. Uh, and I go, hey, if I go download the TuneIn app, let me see if my show is there. And lo and behold, it is. And I appreciate them for taking my podcast and doing what they need to do to get it out there as a, on the platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and on Facebook, DistractedDB. All right, let's get down to some business. All right, so this is the year in review show. But before we get to that, I just want to cover a couple of different things. I know that the last year has not been the greatest for me at all. It was not my finest year at all. On the average, uh, I average 60 or 70 shows. uh, But unfortunately, with the sickness and with my work schedule and different things that I have taken on in different roles, I ended up with only 34 shows and I will try to do better. That is one of my New Year's resolutions, as I have several New Year's resolutions. So before we get into the top three stories of the New Year, or or, or the previous year in 2022, voted by you, I had sent out messages on Facebook and Twitter asking people what do they think is the top stories of the year. I asked only for three. And, you know, it's not that I'd had no lack of material. Trust me. I had plenty of material, and not of it, none of it was really good. I think in a couple of different stories I got, there was a few good stories along the way. But before we get into that, uh, just the other day, uh, I actually... Uh, caught a story from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, who, by the way, I have had many of stories come from KTLA Channel 5. While I was prepping for this show, I caught this story, and, uh, you know, I'm going to appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound right now. But one victim was killed and three injured in a two-car crash. Now, they're the victims. The perpetrator, again traveling at a high rate of speed, possibly, possibly, maybe, maybe ran a red light. If that's the case, uh, so be it. And hopefully they catch the guy. Because now it's a hit and run. The guy tried to get out, or the female tried to get out and run. There was a witness there who tried to stop the perpetrator uh, from taking off, holding them in place. Here is a story from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. And again, I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Boy has died and three others are critically injured after a violent two-car crash in South L.A. Now police are searching for the driver who left the scene. KTLA's Kimberly Cheng has the latest on the investigation. 
A family of four was rushed to the hospital. Police say the suspect's car caught fire and investigators believe that he also suffered injuries. One woman told us what she witnessed was horrific and she can't stop thinking about the victims. So you're in your car and then you see this Mercedes coming. How fast was he going? 55 to 60 miles an hour. It was fast. And in your mind, you were thinking, he's going to hit him. He's going to hit him. This driver, who didn't want to give her name, says she saw the horrific crash coming. I'm a mother, and I couldn't dare. I, don't, I can't even go home now. I can't. I, this is all I think about now, because I've never seen anybody so heartless to take off and leave. The Mercedes hit an SUV carrying a family of four. Security cameras captured the end of the fiery crash. She says she acted on instinct and ran toward the burning car. His car caught on fire, so I went to get him out the car first, and I, I seen the kids just laying there. When she went to check on the family, she says he took off. The LA Fire Department arrived and extricated a 35-year-old woman and three children, a 16-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 18-month-old baby. Two of the children were in grave condition when taken to a hospital. The grave is due to us actually having to perform CPR because they were in a cardiac arrest due to their traumatic injuries. The crash happened near 111th Place and Main Street in the Broadway Manchester area around 8 a.m. The preliminary investigation has determined that vehicle one, that's the silver Mercedes-Benz, may have been traveling at a high rate of speed possibly ran through the red light. The impact of that crash caused the victim's vehicle, the SUV, to collide into the fence and the third parked vehicle. Investigators are tracing addresses associated with the vehicle. They're also searching for additional video in the neighborhood and monitoring hospitals. That person definitely has injuries. Wherever he said, I just want him to know, pray and turn himself in because he's not going to be able to sleep at night. Based on the preliminary investigation, police say speed was a factor. They're still trying to determine if drugs or alcohol were involved. Reporting in South L.A., Kimberly Chang, KTLA 5 News. And I want to thank KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles for allowing me to use the sound. And I appreciate everything that they have done for me in the past. And KTLA has been one of the TV stations here in Southern California that I gotten sound from and a lot of it was disturbing like that the witness obviously was shook up and you can hear it in her voice she was crying pretty much and trembling all the time see this is what i'm talking about when it comes to the distracted driving and the hit and runs we need more justice we need more justice the perpetrators are just kind of getting away with it they get a slap on a wrist uh, and then they move on and they do the same thing again and again. How many times do we have to have a perpetrator do this to where we end up waking up and going, Hey, people are getting killed all the time on these hit and runs, DUIs, distracted driving, and yet we're not doing anything about it. What will it take? What will it honestly take for the judges and the lawyers to go, okay, we can't be so lenient on these guys. We have to make an example of one or two. Maybe if the new mayor of Los Angeles would do something. Maybe if our governor would step up and start to do something. Because as everyone knows, as California goes, so does the rest of the United States. At least that's what they say when it's time for the election. 
who's going to end up going where, and then, you know, who's going to be the elected official, that's kind of way that the rest of the states travel. Or if there's a, some kind of election for a proposition, well, California, let's see what they're doing first. Well, maybe we need to step up and be first setting examples uh, instead of letting things go by the wayside. Maybe, just maybe, that could do the trick. I'm not really sure. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. When we come back, voted by you, the top three stories of 2020, voted by you, the listeners. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, DistractedDB. And you can get all the shows, past, present, and future, at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and now tune in. Just use the keyword distracted DB. Okay, so 2022, the year in review voted by you, the top three stories that we picked. And to tell you the truth, um, very interesting that some of these stories, but one of the stories that we started off with didn't really happen that well. It happened really on December 31st, 2021, but we didn't hear about it until January 1st. And this story comes from uh, KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, I believe, and I appreciate them for allowing me to sound. 
David Kechner was arrested on New Year's Eve for a suspected DUI and hit and run in Simi Valley, California. The actor, best known for his portrayal of Todd Packer on NBC's The Office and Champ Kind in the Anchorman films, was arrested for suspicion of driving under the influence at 3 p.m. on Friday, according to TMZ, who was first to report the news. Records indicate that Kegner, 59, was booked at Ventura County Jail at 5.15 p.m. local time and has since been released. A court date has been set for March 30 in Ventura, California. Law enforcement sources told TMZ that they received a call for a neurotic driver, and upon arrival, Kegner was given a field sobriety test. Page Six has reached out to Kegner's reps, the Simi Valley Police Department and Ventura County Jail for more details. Kegner has been gearing up for his upcoming comedy tour, which is scheduled to kick off January 6th in Rochester, New York, and conclude May 21st in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's unclear at this time if the arrest will affect the tour in any way. Kegner filed for divorce from wife Lee in January 2020 after nearly of 22 years of marriage. All right, and again, I want to think that that story ended just a little abruptly there. Uh, okay, so this was the story that kind of hit me up right away. An actor right away ended up getting it, but... That was not his first, or that was the first of the DUI stories that I got. Now, the second one actually happened on June 21st, and actually it was on show number 22 for me. But mm, enough of David, because, well, hopefully everything works out for him. So when it comes to DUI arrests, they came fast and furious, if you really think about it, over the Next six shows, DUI arrests of actors, lawyers, judges, DAs, district attorneys. These are the ones that are supposed to be helping us out. These are the ones that are supposed to be helping us. Police officers. And of course, who could ever forget the tragic story of the Raiders and their football player. And this one kind of caught my eye. And it comes from Raider Nation, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Raider Nation, what's going on? You guys are watching the Raiders Report. Mitchell Renz from Chat Sports, ready to give you guys some breaking news that, honestly, man, absolutely breaks my heart. Cornerback Nate Hobbs has been arrested for DUI, and this is just really, really frustrating from top to bottom, considering the fact that everything that has happened around this Raiders organization. So what you guys are going to be seeing here on this video is all the information that I have at this current time. And this report is from TMZ, and it has actually just been confirmed by Raiders head coach Rich Basaccia. So early this morning, Hobbs was found at about 4 o'clock a.m. in Las Vegas, pulled over on the side of a highway, passed out in his vehicle. And because he was passed out in his vehicle, that does then come down to DUI. Now, I'm on now, right, Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm seeing a lot of people say, well, 
he wasn't necessarily driving. Remember, a DUI can literally be, if the keys are close enough to you, it's basically, in air quotes, that you have the intent to drive a vehicle. Now, here's what um, I believe Las Vegas police decided to just put out. On January 3rd, 2022, at approximately 4.09 a.m., uh, LVMPD dispatch received a call reference a driver asleep inside of a vehicle which was parked on the exit ramp of a parking garage located in 3,500 block of South Las Vegas Boulevard. Arriving officers made contact with the driver, identified as 22-year-old Nathan Hobbs. He was given FST's field sobriety test by patrol and failed. He was transported to Clark County Detention Center where he was booked for DUI misdemeanor. Now, obviously, this is a very frustrating thing from top to bottom. So here at the Raiders Report, not only we give you guys news, rumors, we gave you a fun overreaction show earlier on today's show, but now it's time to also break down part of this. And I want to know, what is your one-word reaction to this news? My one word, and I said it before, frustrated. I almost couldn't believe it when I saw the report first come out for the simple fact of I just I don't understand how these NFL players who – literally have systems in place where you can take Ubers, you can take lifts. The Raiders literally since the Henry Ruggs incident have just been bashing the players over the head of, hey, you've got to make better decisions. And I get it. I like Nate Hobbs. He's done a hell of a job as a rookie. But the one word reaction of this to me is unbelievable, frustrated, just absolutely crazy. All right, and again, that story comes from Raider Nation, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. By the way, if you check out Raiders Nation podcast, it's actually really pretty good, and I, I encourage each and every one of you to try to do that. All right, so we've had bad stories, I would say, throughout the 2022 season. But every now and then, you know, people do studies, uh, you know, different states and television stations do studies on DUIs. Um, you know, ABC 15 uh, out there in Arizona is one of them, and uh, I've used them on several occasions. Uh, driving drivers normally who wouldn't drink and drive kind of did, and at times it was really bad. But in this case, one lady did. But we have a promising light ahead of us as a woman was pulled over by a female officer. They met for the first time at work after her incident, 10 years later. And let's just say the second meeting was 110% better. And this story comes from KARE11, and I believe it's up in Minnesota. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Stories that shine during the Olympics are often filled with trial and triumph. So too is everyday life. Boyd Hooper shows us how a mom came back from one of the lowest points in her life with the help of someone you may never expect. And much like the Olympics, a precious medal holds a special place in this story too. The roads we travel are not just our own. It changed my life, for sure. Take it from a Minnesota state trooper whose road intersected with a mom in trouble. She's part of my family now. Trooper Christy Sue Hathaway can get emotional just thinking about the journey that's led her 
to this home in Delhi. Hey, come on in. Hi, good to see you. Amy Martin's home. People ask you how you know me, and you're like, oh, she arrested me. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. The arrest that started with a weaving car mid-afternoon on a Monday, 10 years ago, on this stretch of Highway 77 in Bloomington. I went up and could see that she had watery, glassy eyes. Trooper Hathaway could also see the bottle of vodka in the center console of Amy's car and Amy's daughter Madeline, just shy of two years old, in the back seat. Sorry, this is probably the most difficult thing to talk about. Madeline went home with Amy's parents while Amy rode with Trooper Hathaway to the Hennepin County Jail. I remember saying right before you got booked in that, like, please, like, don't do this to your daughter, because I know, because my mom left when I was 10. That's Christy Sue at Trooper graduation with the aunt and uncle who raised her after her own mom and dad struggled, she says, with alcohol. That was the thing that I needed to say in the moment was just please, please get it together. As Amy was booked for her second DUI, her blood alcohol level nearly three times the legal limit, she promised Trooper Hathaway she would visit her in a year sober. She had said it, and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that I'd hear from her. But one year to the day later, promise kept. I was shocked. When Amy surprised Trooper Hathaway at work, presenting her with her 12-step program's one-year sobriety medallion. Well, I'd been trying to get sober for quite a long time and struggling with that. Um, I mean, like, I wanted her to be able to, to see that and to, to kind of give that to her. And keep giving it to Trooper Hathaway on the anniversary of Amy's arrest every year since. And then next year I give it back. The medallion Christy Sue keeps in the pocket beneath her badge every day at work. It's been a really tough couple of years in our field. There have been times where you kind of wonder, like, like, why am I in this job? It reminds me of why. It gives me hope. Hope and a friendship. So you guys came to cheer me on at the Twin Cities Marathon. Yeah. And then your wedding mm -hmm. and my wedding. Mm -hmm. Trooper Hathaway even spoke to Madeline's class about her career. You remember Madeline? <laughs> I can't stop smiling. The then toddler in the backseat of the car is 12 now. Mm -hmm. And a proud daughter. I'm glad that she made the choice to do what she did. I'm like make a promise that she would do it and actually accomplish it. This would be your number nine. A decade of sobriety to celebrate. I will trade you for ten. A road travel. That's going to go in here. Together. Thanks. Boyd Hooper, Carol Evan News. She saved my life. Delano. Trooper Hathaway now shares Amy's story with other drunk drivers she arrests. Some have sent her letters to let her know it's helped inspire their own sobriety. All right, and again, I want to thank KARE11 for allowing me to use the sound. And quite honestly, I had reached out to this officer, and we were supposed to uh, do the podcast with her. And um, I think I ended up having to work that day when we had pre-scheduled it. We scheduled it for about like 10 days prior. Um and what ended up happening is, is something came up. I ended up having to go to work, and I apologized to her about it. But those are your three stories of 2022.
too. And I appreciate everybody who IM'd me and DM'd me to go ahead and responded on my Twitter page on naming of the stories. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, um, I, I really had no intentions of doing an extra long show this year. But my review show is going a little bit longer than my normal 30 minutes. So we're going to come back in a, just a few minutes. And I have about a 10-minute more segment of a montage of some stories that just didn't make it. That were just that close. They were one vote down from the top three. Or else they would have been in the mix of the top three. But in 2020, we have done shows. And in that time frame, uh, we talked about DUI arrests. 155 of them. Wrong way drivers. 93 wrong way drivers. Kids killed by distracted drivers. Teenagers. Young adults. Killed. 132. Drivers crashing into homes, buildings, and, and stores along the freeways. 203. Hit and run drivers. And the numbers keep going up and up. It's 393. But the worst of all are school bus drivers to me that were the worst. We did 28 stories about school bus drivers, the ones that have been tasked to take care of our young children, getting them from point A to point B safely, because that's what they were hired to do. 28 arrests. In the past year. Terrible. Terrible. And I, it's just to the point where I just can't fathom why these things still continue to happen. All right. When we come back. When we come back. A montage. Several TV stations all along the way are in this story. And their stories now will be your stories. When we come back. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com. Hang around. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about going for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car. You kill someone. There's no way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're gonna find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. This is our year in review of 2022. And like I said, we've had good stories, we've had bad stories, 
And the top three stories were voted by you. And we just got done doing those. But then there's some some that were so close, that were so good, they were one or two points behind. So what we decided to do was take these stories and put them in together in a montage and put them together for you. And several different TV stations along the way. WDIV, Local 4 News, I appreciate them. Inside Edition, Fox 13. Um, WDIV and KTLA are among the stations that provided sound for this montage. And I, again, appreciate everyone who participated in this, who voted for these stories. Because at least you're listening. You know that there's dangers out there on the road, and you're the ones that are probably taking care of yourself, being extra cautious to avoid the people who are not and who are foolish enough to drive behind the wheel. Initialize sequence now. A state representative from Redford has been charged with DUI. Livonia police say back in February, state rep Mary Cavanaugh was swerving on I-96 with two flat tires. And it's actually what happened in the days and weeks that followed raising new concerns. Victor Williams following the story. Uh, Victor, she didn't tell the state House Speaker about any of this. It's safe to say that the House Speaker was just as surprised as the rest of us when all of this came to light. You can't rep our state if you out here drinking and driving. Constituents like Jay Sean Scott and Damon Brooks are shocked learning of State Representative Mary Cavanaugh's most recent drunken driving allegations. She should just face her consequences like any of us. Back on February 25th, police say she was behind the wheel of a Black Ford escape when an officer noticed something wasn't right. Officers say she was driving on Merrimum near Industrial Road and then got onto I-96 East, where she could be seen swerving across lanes. I just hope that she gets the same type of uh, justice that I would get if it happened to me. We're told she had two flat tires, one of them completely disconnected from the rim. When finally stopped, it said she was not able to produce her driver's license and had no idea of the damage to her vehicle. Her lawyer attorney, Todd Russell Perkins, spoke on her behalf after today's pretrial. My client takes this very seriously as a, as a public servant. Um, it's important that um, we all be responsible. The representative also just so happens to be a sponsor of House Bill 4220 to expunge OWI convictions. Speaker of the House Jason Wentworth had no idea what happened till now. He sent us the following statement, which reads, Until today, nobody ever admitted to what happened, hoping it would go away unnoticed. And unfortunately, that means everyone is still trying to figure it out. Thankfully, the Livonia police were on alert and intervened before anything tragic happened. And Representative Kavanaugh was asked to do a field sobriety test, but the results have been redacted from the report as of now. Victor Williams, local full fact. And Victor, talk a little bit about what happened back in 2015. Well, back in 2015, Kavanaugh was told that she had to do 12 months of probation plus five years, uh, excuse me, five days worth of community service 
but those charges were later dismissed. As far as this case, she is due back in court on April the 21st. Skylar Floss, she claimed on social media how she got out of a DUI ticket, or did she or did she not? That is a question. And again, I want to thank Inside Edition for the audio. I got out of a DUI and got let off with a warning. Could it be true? Did this teen really flirt her way out of a DUI? No DUI for me, bitches. 18-year-old high school student Skylar Floss posted the video on social media, claiming she was pulled over for drunk driving, but talked her way out of it after giving a sob story about breaking up with her boyfriend. I was like, I just got out of a really bad relationship and he was really toxic and he dumped me. She even says she failed a breathalyzer, but instead of arresting her, she claims the cop asked her out. I blew a 3.8 and he let me off with a warning and gave me his number and said we should meet for coffee or lunch the teen also posted video she says was from earlier in the night that shows her chugging tequila and goofing around now the sheriff's office is fighting back releasing this body cam video that shows what really happened i pulled you over because you're weaving a little bit back there where are you coming from um i was coming from my friend's house i actually just got dumped Okay. So I was like crying and like I'm really okay. Sad. How those crocodile tears flowed. Were you on your phone and stuff too? I was trying to call him to get a hold of him to get my heart. The officer shows compassion. Well, I'm just concerned that you were weaving because of alcohol, but if you're on your phone, have you been drinking or anything tonight? No, okay. He checks her license and registration, and when he returns a few minutes later, he seems like a good guy. Sounds like you're having a rough night, so I'm not going to add to that by writing you a ticket or anything, okay? Contrary to the teen's claims, there was no breathalyzer, and he definitely did not ask her out. Today, I spoke with the officer, Deputy Tyler Stahl of the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office in Colorado. What was your initial reaction to this girl's claims that she flirted her way out of a DUI? Oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, when, when they, I'm glad I was sitting down when I got the phone call. If you didn't have the body cam, what, what would have happened here? It would have been a he said, she said, and it would not have been good right away. Turns out Skyler is a senior at Columbine High School, the site of the horrific school shooting in 1999. She says if the embarrassing video is proof of anything, it's that she still has a lot of growing up to do. First, we continue to follow developing stories. We're learning more right now about the young mother and her daughter who were run down yesterday by a suspected impaired driver in Salt Lake City. Libby Allen died and her two-year-old daughter, Clara, remains hospitalized with critical injuries sustained in that crash. Fox 13's Scott McCain is live near the scene with the very latest. Scott, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. And uh, already this year, Salt Lake police say this is the 11th traffic-related fatality in the city. And while all of them are terrible, this one seems especially tragic once you start to learn some of the details regarding all of this. According to a GoFundMe page set up for her family, Libby Allen had just turned 24 years old on Monday, and she was apparently five months pregnant with her second child. Yesterday morning, she and her daughter, Clara, two years old, they were simply out walking on the sidewalk on the north side of 1700 South. The man who allegedly ran them down, 53-year-old Jack Archibald, 
was heading east on the same street. But somehow he winds up crossing over into the westbound lanes before jumping the curb and running them over. Police say at that point, Archibald kept going, driving through a neighbor's front lawn and then back out onto 1700 South. However, he didn't get very far. Police finding him a short time later and taking him into custody. He's now in jail facing DUI and automobile homicide charges. And depending on the medical reports, which will determine exactly how far along Libby was with her second child, there is the possibility that Mr. Archibald could face an additional count of automobile homicide. We have a link to the GoFundMe that has been set up for Libby Allen on our website, fox13now.com. We're now we're live in Salt Lake City. Scott McCain, Fox 13 News. There is no doubt that in this matter... Making her first court appearance since the Delhi crash, Nicole Linton breaks down, sitting in a wheelchair after a judge denies her bail request. The 37-year-old is accused of being behind the wheel of a Mercedes, speeding through a red light at La Brea and Slauson last Thursday, killing six people. Her vehicle, sheer car, that exploded into flames. On Monday, L.A. County D.A. George Guscone announced the charges against Linton, a traveling nurse from Texas. Six counts of murder and five counts of vehicular manslaughter with gross negligence. Investigators say Linton was driving 90 miles an hour. A young family was destroyed out of blink of an eye. There's catastrophic damage to the families and friends of those killed and injured. The crash site has turned to a growing memorial. 23-year-old Asheray Ryan, her unborn baby, 11th-month-old son Alonzo and her boyfriend, Reynold Lester, among those who died. The coroner has not identified the other two women killed in the multiple vehicle collision. Attorneys revealed Linton had been suffering from mental health issues for some time and has a history of dangerous driving. KTLA legal analyst Allison Treasel says the defendant's reckless behavior will factor into the case. Her history of reckless driving and apparently... 13 prior crashes or accidents, that is enough, according to the district attorney, to charge her with second-degree murder under the theory that this conduct was so egregious, malice is implied. Over the weekend, family members of some of the victims finding compassion amid the heartache. We forgive her. And that she will have to live with this for the rest of her life. That's why she was spared. And Nicole Linton's arraignment was delayed until October. She has a bail review set for next week. If she's found guilty, she could spend the rest of her life in prison. Hi, I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBlessed.com. Thank you for listening to my 2022 year in review and remember i don't want to die today do you until then be safe and let this year be better than ever